and we are live for those of you who are watching out there in youtube land um we are live welcome to the civil discord podcast your weekly dose of radical curiosity i am one of your hosts the notorious blg aka maurice jones out here in the people's republic of texas where it is stupid hot and go figure i actually gave my air conditioning units my ac units a bath today hosed it down with some water just to get all that dirt and stuff off of it and we'll tell if it works tomorrow because it is starting to cool down today uh pardon me if i sound nasally congested because i am not feeling very well my sinuses are kicking my butt it is sinuses one maurice zero but nonetheless with me as always again here more often than i am is amanda ajax the griff aka the supreme overlord of liberty out there in the people's republic of california amanda how's it going today it's going all right for those of you watching on youtube you will see that joe bizzle who is a dear friend of ours uh commented on our last video and made me self-conscious enough to wear a different shirt i have explained <laughs> in the past why i routinely wear a white jacket so bizzle left a comment and I wanted to address it, but I was also already thinking of wearing a different. So, okay. So it wasn't, he didn't, you didn't do it is what I'm saying, Bizzle. So like, don't feel like you did it because you, right. you didn't. You're not in my head like that. Okay. Um, but at any rate, uh, I wear the, I kind of do like a, an inverse Nick Gillespie, who's got the black leather jacket. But the reason mm. for that is because you usually do a pre-show run. And it's either I put a jacket on and it's got to be breathable because I'm right in front of a window that's facing west and it's sunset. Oh, wow. Uh, yeah. So I have to either throw a jacket on or what you're going to get is just me and my skimpy running tank top, which honestly, you don't want to see it. I promise <laughs> you, you don't. But you do want to see my Rush t-shirt. So that's what I'm wearing. Um and yeah, we're <laughs> that was my spiel. So thank you, Joe, for uh, encouraging me to make better fashion choices. Now I'm just wearing t-shirts, libertarian rock bands. <laughs> Thanks, Joe Bizzle. Um, appreciate the comments. Appreciate the love. Um, and, and, and honestly, we know it is all love because we are all part of the same Patreon group over there. Good morning, Liberty. Yes. Um, yeah. I know this is this is a plug for them. But mo most of most of you, if you listen to us, you probably do listen to them because they are a great podcast here. Two great podcasters um, that are doing phenomenal things over there. Um, but yes. So, Amanda, you have a plug article. I do have a plug. So as as I announced previously, I have just started as a contributor with Young Voices, which is a really wonderful outfit that sort of gets heterodox, more yeah, free buddy. market. But yeah. Um, thinkers out there in broadcast and print media. And I recently wrote a piece on Biden, uh, Biden's tariff tap dance. Some people might know Joe Biden has been toying with the idea of doing something completely ineffectual, uh, of lifting a fraction of the tariffs that Trump levied against China. So I wrote a piece called Biden inches toward the right move on tariffs for the wrong reasons. And that's at uh, foreign or uh, yes, international policy digest. And then I actually spoke about that on the young voices uh, moving forward with young voices, which is both a radio show and a podcast. So we can link to that in the show notes. I talked Definitely. a little bit about that this morning. Uh, so we're off and we're running and I'm talking about tariffs, which is just crazy because <laughs> I didn't think, you know, I, my position on tariffs has really evolved over the past couple of years. So, uh, yeah, it was really fun. So evolved. How, how so? I'm interested in. I was uh, initially a little bit more hawkish on tariffs. I didn't love them. I just uh -huh. thought that there were certain situations in which they they would be necessary. Okay. What I came to understand is that in the situations where they would, and I kind of went into this with sanctions, right? Mm -hmm. um, in those situations where they would theoretically be necessary because a regime is so awful or, or what have you, or is doing something so wrong, tariffs are not going to be the the squeeze that people think that they are i say it's okay. more of a flex than a squeeze in the article right. 
because what ends up happening is the the country doesn't depend on the economic well-being of their people to begin with. So mm. it's not as though, uh, you know, it, it's not as though they're going to feel pressure because businesses are not doing well, especially for China, which subsidizes these industries anyhow to right. give them a leg up on the market. Right. Um, so I, I've I've since gotten, um, you know, become I'm still probably more China hawkish than most libertarians but I am I am certainly uh, I I don't like tariffs because right. they don't work they literally right. make things more expensive that's their job exactly cool I, I was just curious I was like yeah huh. yeah I was like do we differ on this we don't but no no <laughs> we used to probably differ a little bit more but yeah no right. we don't for sure. So, um, but yes, definitely go read that article, listen to that podcast slash radio spot. Um, I'm sure it is great. You want to know why? Because Amanda's on there. And anything that Amanda touches, Amanda makes gold. I'm just going to tell you that. Um, she really does. Um, but if, uh, I, I, I would say if you've been living on the rock, but no, because this wasn't really um, widely spread as far as media is concerned but you know how the anti-gun anti-two-way anti-establishment well i won't say anti-establishment but the um people who claim that guns are a bad thing they always talk about a good guy with a gun never stops a bad guy with a gun and they're always and you never see it because the only people who stop people with guns are typically going to be cops and trained professionals and this that and third well there was a I would say potential mass shooting because it doesn't meet the qualifications of a mass shooting because there were the amount of people who died were not enough to constitute a mass shooting. But the amount of uh, uh, there was a so a potential mass shooting that happened in Indiana, which is blamed for all of Illinois gun problems. They blame Indiana for everything, um, which technically is honestly is illegal like it's literally illegal for what they blame indiana for but nonetheless um there is a hero and i will call him as such he is a hero everybody should know his name his name is mr dickens not charles dickens but i call dickens. him eli dickens dickens yeah. yes yeah dickens sorry no s mr eli dickens now if i can tell you what this man did with the proficiency at which he stopped this. So guy guys in a mall, it's like Greenwood. Is that what is that name of it? Name it's like uh it was Green, something to that effect. Um Green something mall. Um Eli Dickens. We're gonna figure it out. Yeah, sorry. Greenwood. Um, it's a mall in Greenwood, Greenwood, Indiana. Okay, yes. So a mall in Greenwood, Indiana. Um a a gentleman comes in. Well, no, I'm not I'm gonna call him a gentleman. A POS, because y'all know I don't cuss on here but we all know what pos stands for um decides to sale. walk into a mall and wants to shoot up the place okay mr eli mr dickin the great dickin is a man that's a great name i'm gonna say that all. Great I, oh, go for it man <laughs> yes oh man he is at the food court with his girlfriend at the time and literally hears shots braces himself against the pole is 40 yards from this moving target from this moving target and hits eight out of 10 shots to end this POS's life. Like no joke. I mean, proficiency. The kid is 22 years old, Indiana recently, which is, which is the, I think the biggest key in all of this is Indiana recently just passed a, they call it constitutional carry. It's either, constitutional carry or right to carry um to where you no longer or permitless carry so you don't have to have a concealed carry permit to um concealed handgun permit to actually carry in indiana which if that law was still in effect i don't know if mr dickin would have followed that particular law or not but if he did this could have been far worse than what it actually was so the young man 22 years old no military background no police, like no police background, no law enforcement background, any of that, at least that that's been known of, um, stands 40 yards from this man, hits him eight out of 10 times, with, hits him eight out of 10 shots and kills the man dead. Like phenomenal, great story. 
I absolutely love it. I rave over it every single day because because it's it's a great thing. Like it is it is good news. One because a POS is off the street. Like let's be real. Um, I'm, I I I do not care if you come and you try to do bad things, people, and they end your life. You deserve every single bit of that. So and then secondly, like this this young man, and because he is, I mean, he's fairly young, I'm twenty two oh, years very old. Very young, yeah, yeah. yeah. W- literally, like ended something that could have been far worse than what it actually was you know unfortunately some people did lose their lives but he stopped a mass shooter and i guarantee you do not like this was not i didn't get an i'm gonna tell you i didn't get an apple news podcast um update on my phone i didn't get anything from cnn or msnbc or or whatnot i didn't get i I I didn't get anything from fox either i found out why because i'm in a bunch of like gun forums so that's how i found out like i i don't hear i don't hear a lot of mainstream of corporate media talking about this because this doesn't really fit the narrative of oh my gosh guns are a bad thing you know only only police officers military nobody needs a firearm what are you doing and things like that amanda what are your thoughts before i before i take up this whole segment yeah no i mean go for it that's why i like to give these things to you because i know that you're really really good on it and you're you're much better than i am on it um and everything related to guns shooting them talking about them (laughs) gun policy whatever um yeah what's interesting is when the story is reported on um, great use of the passive voice and ending a clause with mm. a with a preposition. When, <laughs> when there is, when the media does report on the story, a lot of times it has been about the fact that there was a mass shooting, but not the or there was a shooting, and then by some definitions, it's a mass shooting because it's more than one person. Right. Um. There, but they don't talk about the stopping of the shooting, or they do, but it's further on down. It's certainly mm. not the headline. Um, and what they are quick to point out, which I don't know if this really helps their case is they point out that while, uh, you could still, while you could now concealed carry, um, you, it was a gun-free zone. The mall was apparently a gun-free zone. So as we can see that clearly (laughs) helps the impetus for this heroic action, um, but yeah, it was a gun-free zone. I I think that it's you know it, it it's it's not dishonest reporting, right? Because there was a shooting, people mm-hmm. lost their lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is hiding the ball a little yes. bit when we and a lot of the the heroism and the heroic actions are getting swept under the rug. Right. I think we would probably be hearing about this much more, unfortunately, and uh, I. I don't say this to have a hot take. We would probably be hearing more about this if it ended uh, even more tragically than it did. This is not um, even a question, not even a hot take, like for yeah. real. And, and to some, you know, to some degree that might be fair, right? Because it'd mm. be more of a story. Right. Uh, but even in the initial reporting, we're not really getting the story of, of Alicia Dickin until a couple paragraphs down. Yeah. and. It's uh, although CNN, to their credit, does have does have a piece on him, which is good. But. Right, it's good. And I'll say this: an- another great thing about this, I have no idea what that shooter's name is, like at all. And I'm not going to look for it. But every other situation, if if this was a bigger story, I guarantee you would ha- you, you would know the name of the shooter and wouldn't know the name of anybody else. Like it is, they, I I I think part of the reason is uh, like these these people people who do this people who do this are are already i'm are they're crazy like like they're, they're you're already an evil person for you to go in and do something like this and for them to um seek glory and hey everybody's gonna know my name like uh because because of what i'm what i'm going to do and so that is one thing that that I am happy. I don't. I really don't know what this POS's name is, um, and I, I don't care to know. All I know is is something was potential. Something that something could have been worse. It was potentially stopped. And you 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 do bring up a point about how they talk about well, this was a gun free zone in the mall, and and te- technically it's not deemed 
legally it wasn't deemed as a, as a gun-free zone the mall said hey you're not allowed to carry in here and and okay. so which and and so what they say is is that's illegal when it's not okay. so 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 technically it's not because in the state of indiana and texas is the same way so you can you can legally carry somewhere even if they even if the business says you can't carry when when it come when you break the law it's actually when if they realize that you're carrying and they ask you to leave and you refuse to leave okay yeah. that is now when you're you're, you're deemed as trespassing and, and and so forth so that that is where the breaking of the law actually starts and it's um and and texas is the same way not a lot of people know that because i mean that's not people people think that businesses actually make the law when it's just like no like you're just this is your policy in your store and just because your store says you can't just because my store says hey we don't want you carrying or whatnot it's they have to ask you to leave and then you move on um which which is now where you're breaking the point and i was watching um i watched a clip on the view and they were talking about how this guy got lucky because he hit eight to ten shots and that's not and luck right like look Eight, eight out of 10 shots is not luck. A luck shot would have been 40 yards out. I shoot you in the head one time and I miss the other nine times. That's luck. This dude is proficient. Like, if yeah. you hit a moving target 40 yards away, for those people who don't know what 40 yards is, 40 yards is 120 feet. Like, that's you're, you're talking nearly half a football field of hitting a moving target of a, of, 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 of a POS who was not very big. Like he's not a big guy. I get. I'm probably. He's probably about as big as my pinky. Like when I look at pictures. Like he's not a big guy. And so for you to be able to hit a target from that far away at 40 yards is somebody who trains on a regular basis. Somebody who is actively doing things and who is aware. He even said in um the 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 I think it was the sheriff or the the police officers whoever were pertinent were doing the um the reporting on it they said as he was as he was um uh had his target in sight he's waving people to get behind him mm-hmm. because he is the one moving forward and he wants to get them to safety like these are things that people talk about and that people do and people make fun of other people for doing this like what do you train like this for like when are you ever going to do this why do you carry a fire on these places and i look at this and i say this is the exact reason why, because this gentleman right here, this young man, this great Mr. Dickon was d- did exactly what I wish I would have done in that situation. You know, if I'm sitting there and I'm hanging on to my wife, my first thought is, hey, wife, get out. I'm heading this way. Brace myself on a pole. You know, give me my uh, uh, <laughs> kid was the opposite of a copy. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. You know, so he it's, you know, I brace myself against the pole and and I go forward and say like, okay, hey, I'm going to stop something because I know something is going to happen if I don't act. Um, And it's and he had a handgun versus a guy who had AR style rifles. Like, I don't know what kind of rifle the kid had. Like, I I, I don't. So um, but great story. Mr. Dickon, you are a hero. In my book, you will go down as hero. I will plaster your name everywhere because I want everybody to know about you. Yeah, and I, I he also I'm thinking I don't think he had gear. There's nothing to I mean no. he didn't he wasn't he wasn't wearing armor right? right. He wasn't wearing body armor. Right. Uh, nothing to protect hot. him. Yeah. <laughs> nothing hot. to protect him. Right. Um, which is incredible. Exactly. I mean, literally. I mean, the guy concealed carry handgun goes into and I mean. D- does what 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 we train for like and and of course people are like oh well 40 yards like that seems like it's now i mean it is not easy because adrenaline is pumping and so forth and you're just like oh my god you're in the heat of the moment but people train at four with, with a handgun 40 yards 50 yards 100 yards 120 yards you know out be for these very reasons because most of the time when you're engaging with somebody it's never really going to be up close and if it's up close, you're going to do more and more, more, you're going to do more, you're more like going to do hand-to-hand combat than you are using a firearm and so forth. So, um, Mr. Dickin, kudos to you. If I had a drink, I've got water right here. Kudos to you. Like you're, you, you are a great, you are a great young man. And I hope 
that that girl who was with you that night is like, hey, we are getting married right now because you were the man who I want to be with. Because that is the epitome of somebody who you like a protector, somebody who's like, I want this. Like you are mine. I'm protecting you and everybody else here. Go like that. Whew, that is exactly what cops should do. And and I don't I, again, I don't knock a whole lot of cops. My dad is a, is retired from the police department. He works for the for the school district and so forth. But um, coming off the hills of Uvalde, like it, just, it it shows the difference in people and 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 how they um and how people civilians actually respond versus other people who don't train as much. So, um, but yeah, but enough about I, I won't say enough about that because again, I'm going to go on and go on and go on. But um, <clears throat> this just out. Excuse me, excuse me. Um, you may think that we're in a recession but maybe we're not maybe I don't we're know. not maybe, maybe we're, not. we're not who cares what what most people think and what's happening don't don't believe what's actually happening um but there's there's something that, that just came out with cnbc that says here's how to know if we're really winter in recession and we're not just because we have two negative um quarters of growth as far as gdp doesn't necessarily mean that we're in recession okay you know, um, I, I didn't hear this things. much nitpicking about the technical definition of pandemic right. when we uh, inf- had a two-month pandemic. Exactly. Which they had to redefine what a pandemic was because we couldn't just have a two-month pandemic. Uh, so this is uh, a quote from a Biden economic advisor. Two negative quarters of GDP growth is not the technical definition of recession. You know what? He is Right. The technical definition of recession is, in fact, much more vague. It's basically bad (laughs) economy. And economists have said, well, how do we measure this bad? This is is two negative quarters of GDP growth, which which we're we're now getting there. So recessions are already a lagging indicator. But he's right. I mean, but... That doesn't help him. I don't think this is the line that you want to walk, my friend. (laughs) Because if we look at the technical definition of recession, we realize we've been in a recession for a very, very, very long time. And I, you know, they teased this a couple days ago. I I heard, I heard like the uh, Karine Jean-Pierre, the press secretary talking about this. I thought she's, they're not really going to try and redefine recession, are they? Like we did pandemic, we did Mm -hmm. genocide, we did white supremacy, we did it. They're not going to try to do recession. They're trying to do recession. They're trying to make recession not happen. Um, But we are... We are in one and we've been in yes. one as we yes. now know, because we don't have to wait for two negative quarters of GDP growth. What, what are now say? there? They said the, um, so the national, was it the national Bureau of, of economic research said, uh, they said the, um, national Bureau of economic research would be laughing stocks. If they said we had a recession when we were creating 400,000 jobs a month or when I can't even imagine they would think for a second that we're in a recession. Are we creating okay. 400,000 jobs? Sorry, do you want to do this? You, no. you can take this. You can take this. No, go ahead. Go, go well, ahead. No, I was, was going to say, are we creating 400,000 jobs a month or did we just lose a lot of jobs during the not pandemic that we call the <laughs> pandemic? And now we've got some of those jobs back because right. that's not creating 400,000 no, jobs. Okay. It's that's not. like me taking money from you and giving you a couple dimes back and say, Hey, 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 you just earned 20 cents. Yep. Exactly. Which is kind of how I feel when I get my tax refund. There honestly. you go. But there you, you know. go. Like, no, it, it's like, it's, and we, we talked about a little, a little bit, a little bit about this in the pre-show, but, Imagine saying, hey, we're creating a bunch of jobs over these past few, like every single month, but yet you do not feel the effects of a positive economy. Like you're creating all these positive things, but yet, but yet you, you're still feeling the effects of a recession. Can you not imagine like, how bad is it? How bad is it for you to, for you to say, oh no, we're doing some good things. We're doing some good things. That are really covering up some bad things. Like it, it's, it's, it's beyond me to think that you think that these prices going up 
last month was over nine percent um and since i mean honestly since we've had this podcast it's been up six percent seven percent eight percent all in the past year literally in the past year we've gone from six percent to nine percent increase as far as cpi and you get the well cpi is not really inflation and it's just okay it's an indicator guys like let's be real okay let's let's talk about that so once in, again inflation inflation on the things that are that are that people are really buying right exactly. like like fuel and lodging and i just just talking about this, this morning and fuel mm. and lodging and and housing is higher in a yes. lot of it, it, food is yes. higher so like so again, you, you want to fixate. Yeah, you want to fixate on that nine percent. That's good news for you. Exactly, exactly. I, I saw something the other day, and it was talking about how um, the and I think it was like the White House Facebook page, and it talked about how this is the fastest decrease in gas prices in the past. Like I was like forty years. I don't know exactly what they said. <laughs> And inflation's it's, and, highest in 40 years. So. Right, right. So I, 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 I don't want to be, I don't want, you know, anybody to fact check me and say, no, it was actually 30 years and you said 40, like whatever, whatever the number was. They said that. And I'm sitting there thinking like, wasn't it just six months ago when you guys were claiming that you didn't affect the prices of gas? And now all of a sudden the gas is now dropping and you're like, oh, look at what we're doing. Like we're, and it's, it, it's so just i'm not stupid i don't think the american i don't think the and i need to put this put this um kindly because i do think a lot of people in america are stupid like 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 don't get me wrong i think and and stupid in the way of n- not like uh i, I, I don't want to say like they're just you know like like idiots but I think that they are stupid and as far as in their thinking mentality. Like it's it's just something like like they've always got to be on one side or the other. There's never like really any discourse. Like binary. Thing, which is, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um everybody thinks very linear kind of thing. So um in in that way, I think I think the general public is pretty stupid. But um I don't think they're stupid enough for you to say, hey, gas went up literally two dollars. Hey, it's dropped. 50 cents like oh look at us yeah gas is dropping these inches like like you said earlier yeah but you just took another dollar 50 from me like what are you talking about you only gave me 50 cents of the two dollars that you stole from me like wh- what are we doing here this is ridiculous yeah I, I and i don't think people are stupid what 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 i think is so people actually they've, they've done some cool studies on this where people will self-report toward their bias even if they know or sorry in surveys they mm-hmm. will answer factual surveys that they believe in a way that they believe is congruent with their political biases, even if they know certain things to be false. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they, they've measured that and it is really interesting. So I think a lot of times people will say things that when, you know, when it's over drinks and it's one-on-one and you're trying to like, they, they know that it's crap right. and you don't, you know, it doesn't matter. The word recession doesn't matter because everyone can feel that the economy is terrible. They Literally. don't need a word for it. Exactly. They don't, the economy would be terrible if we didn't have the word recession in our vocabulary, if yep. we didn't have it in our dictionary. It would be it would be terrible if we didn't have the word inflation. Mm-hmm. It would be terrible because it's bad and people right. can feel that. So I don't think that this will help. And in fact, I think it's, it, it is even worse for the Democrats to, to be saying, no, 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 no. It's not, it's all in your head. When, when people are upset, if you, if you want to hold on to some seats in the midterms, mm-hmm. the last thing you want to do is when someone is hurting to say, I think that's in your head, actually. I don't think that's really, no, you, you want to have someone take you seriously and validate, oh, that sounds terrible. That sounds painful. What can we do to help solve it? What can we do to help fix it? People, the last thing that, and and we know this from, from just our lives in general, when you're in pain, when something's wrong, emotionally, physically, whatever, the Mm. last thing you want to hear is it's not really happening. It's in right. 
even if it is, by the way, like I'm a, I'm a huge hypochondriac. So like, I just, I just feel like sick all the time and I want, mm-hmm. and I feel, but even then you don't say it's in your head. You're like, right. oh, well you're this producing this symptom, this producing that exactly. symptom. And yeah, it, this is not the way to go. I do not think this is a line that the Biden administration wants to walk. I think I've figured out what they're going to do because I hear Elizabeth Warren talking about this, some of this stuff or whatnot. And, and I'm reading this one of the very last lines in the article. It says, like many other Baker fears that the Federal Reserve interest rate increases aimed at controlling inflation and slowing the economy could overdo it and cause a downturn ahead. So they are trying to literally blame they're going to blame this on the Fed, which I mean, they are to blame. I, I like I mean, <laughs> yes, because but- this started in 2009. Exactly. Really? Like, like that, like they are to blame. I'm I'm not going to say that they're not, but to sit here and say that that they are the reasons why we're going to make this worse and not look at specific things that have been done over the past couple of years. Um, that that is that is asinine to me. And it just shows how people are, truly are economically illiterate. Like it really does. I mean, because Amanda and I have talked about this on this show before. I want the interest rates to rise. Like I want them to figure out a way to create all this because I want there to be less supply in the less money supply. And when we talk about supply and demand, I'm not talking, it's not a fixed pie people, but I feel like most of our listeners know what I'm talking about. I want the supply of dollars in the, in the economy to be lessened because I do not want my dollar to be devalued every single time that I go that I wake up in the morning. Like that is literally what you want to happen. And I mean, and I saw a TikTok. There's like, oh well, you know, uh, raising the interest rates is 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 a bad is bad for the economy because then you get businesses who don't want to. Um, they're they're not going to reinvest the money and this that and the third because that's how it works. It's just like no. That's not how that's the jobs aren't going to be aren't going to be created because people don't want to invest. No, that's not how that's no. not how that necessarily you works. You want sources of growth. You want sources right. of appreciation. Right. It's, it's, like, it's a good time to invest. A lot of people don't have the expendable income to be doing it. But I mean, I'm dollar right. cost averaging a little bit of, you know, a little bit into crypto every oh, every man. month. Teeny tiny it, bit. It, it is crazy. It is crazy. And and I just I, I I've literally learned that that i i like i look back on my high school and i'm like i i know i dog public education and i dog um like that system that it is even though i am a public educator like i know this and i dog the system but it look it, it allows me to look back and thank god that i have had some teachers who truly caused me to open my eyes and ask questions. I had a great history teacher who taught me everything, everything that that I'm like I'm surprised people don't even know. Um, I had a great economics teacher who literally taught me the difference between Keynesian, Chicago style, Austrian economics, like all of that. And I'm looking back like, oh my gosh, like this was great. Like, okay, and then. I mean, and all in, all in, uh, all in one semester, we, t- we, I mean, we discussed monetary policy and, and, and how, I mean, just all kinds of things. And then I had a government teacher, go figure a government teacher when Maurice's, <laughs> Maurice's an ANCAP. Um, I had a government teacher who literally taught me to question everything and said, just because you think you're right, doesn't mean that you are. And, and Mr. Dobb, Mrs. Brown and coach Walker, if you guys ever listen to this, just know that you guys have had some of the biggest impacts on me in my in my in my entire career. And trust me, I was not sleeping in your classes. I truly did listen. That's why I made A's and I appreciate you guys. So um, that is my shout out to public education. You guys are great. Um, Here we go. I am a product of it. I really am a product of it. I'm, I'm, I'm a, well, I, I'm a product of both public and private. I was, I was in private high school and, uh, it was fantastic. It was a <laughs> private high school. So, <laughs> so I can't, I can't stand for, for the public education system like you can. Um, oh, I, mm. but most of what mm. I learned about, uh, this is not a joke. 
basically what I know about monetary and financial policy, which is now like an area of, of, of writing and, 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 you know, reporting for me, uh, I learned on the job at a think tank. Mm. And uh, it was fantastic. I learned from the best because I was learning from amazing, brilliant scholars. Right. But I, I learned it by, you know, by working on pieces about it and, and helping to coordinate events on it. And I, I learned by doing. So that's, that's how I got, uh, that's, that's how I cut my teeth. Good, good. I was trying to think of that cliche. That's a weird cliche. <laughs> I cut my teeth on it. Yep. So, uh, Biden's climate emergency. Um, I this anytime I hear a politician in emergency right after it, I'm just like, oh, my, like it's literally just an eye roll. Like here we go again, and uh, mainly because I'm exhausted. I'm exhausted about all these emergency powers that people have had over the past two and a half years. Like, or I'm sorry, two and a quarter years, if you want me to be specific. So. Um, it is just utterly ridiculous. Golly. Go ahead. Go ahead. You know, no, it was just a, a very um a very conflicted character in a novel that I enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> Once said in a crisis, and politics is one permanent crisis, those in power could always declare a state of emergency to justify exceptional measures. That's Ivanov from Darkness at Noon, which was written uh, in in the heyday of of Stalinism. So it's still true. I mean, yeah, Ivanov, Ivanov, honestly, and I, I can't figure out how to put this in a piece because what I want to say to follow it is Ivanov actually gets a lot right. <laughs> <laughs> because he does. Right. Um, but uh, well, anyway. So yes, I, this um, fortunately Joe Biden has not yet declared a an actual state of emergency right. on the climate, uh, but he's calling it an emergency. The man is like just a walking will he or won't he? He yeah. really is um, on on China tariffs on on this, uh, but he's saying I'm calling it an emergency but he hasn't declared an emergency. So if you think of that scene from The Office where Michael Scott stands on the table and goes, <laughs> I declare bankruptcy. He's basically done that, but not actually done the official institutional thing where he declares an emergency. Right. Um, what I would like to know is how long does a state of emerge, how long does a climate emergency last? Because when we, first of all, I hate the Emergency Powers Act and I have mm. ideas for how, how to revise it. And I mean, I, I think it should not exist, but if it continues to exist, I have ideas for how to revise it. But the Emergency Powers Act, the best interpretation of it is, well, it's to, it, it, it's for an imminent threat, right? And if the president needs to act and do something because, you know, where the, the nukes are coming or whatever, then we declare a state of emergency. Or if there's something truly awful that's going on, climate emergency, first of all, it's a it's an international event. So <laughs> we've got a comment that says, let's let the people in charge declare, decide whenever we have a crisis and get emergency powers. What's the worst that could happen? The worst <laughs> that could happen is California, where Gavin with the good hair still has a state of emergency. I was going to ask, How? has he ever given? No, wow. he hasn't. And that's what is wow. what is allowing bureaucrats, unelected bureaucrats to, to mm. make legislation. Um, wow. Yeah. So what Joe Biden is doing is he's announcing various measures that are, are again a lot of virtue signaling um to help the climate state of emergency uh without once again actually thinking things through um without once again actually taking account of how will these policies bear out down the road you know if we're mandating electric vehicles or we're mandating this and that or if we want if we have goals for electric cars that are either legislative or just you know cultural we want people to be driving electric well then maybe the batteries in the electric cars shouldn't use rare earth metals from hmm. the worst co2 polluting country right. in the world i mean go figure 
Yeah. That, so like, there are, just, yeah, no, go for it. No. And I, I, it, even, even on the electric vehicles aspect, like people are already going that route. Like you're going that route, even when you're not being forced to now. And now I know, um, I don't, was it, was it, was it Gavin with the good hair or I know it was somebody in that state just talked about how in the next like 10 years, like they're going to be phasing out. Uh, yeah. Like, like it's like, like phasing out non-electric vehicles. So everybody is going to have one. Like people are already doing this prior to you actually saying this, like the government is a lagging indicator when it comes to how the market moves. You want to come in and yeah. <laughs> very oh, very much so. I mean, talk about the lack of innovation. They literally, I mean, Elon Musk goes to space on pennies on a dollar for what it costs, you know, actual NASA to do. And granted, I got a buddy who works for NASA. Um, he's a cool dude, love him to death or whatnot. But uh, and he loves what he does, but he, he is very much like like, yeah, SpaceX is is completely more efficient in things that they do in the, than we are. I like the pictures that NASA takes. Yes, but I, I do too. The the telescope's great. We should note that it cost so much money that it and didn't it's huge. need to cost that it would not have cost if it were made privately. But exactly. great pictures doing great. <laughs> so very photogenic right. universe we've got. Right. And so, so like people have our I mean, we act like Tesla Tesla has only been around for a few years. Like Teslas have been around for a hot minute. You know, the way that they do things, the way that <laughs> I mean, bless you. We Sorry. we go from I, I, I like like we're in person. Like yeah. hybrid cars have been around for a long time. I know they've gone to EcoBoost. They car manufacturers have done what they can to say, oh, hey, you know what? We do have a lot of we do have a lot of cars that are on the road. Let's start making our our vehicles a little bit more fuel efficient in this manner. People, trucks are now no longer coming V8s. Like, like the standard engine for a truck is a V6. Ford has done it. Um, I think the last major manufacturer to do it is Dodge, and they're still on V8s. But you can get a V6 and a Dodge Ram. Good old like, Dodge. I mean, and and I, like Toyota, Toyota, and I love Tundras. And I'm, this is not a shameless plug for any vehicles. Or, like I love Tundras. I do. I think I think that I've owned trucks, and the Tundra has been the best. Mo, the the mo, the smoothest ride of truck that I have ever had and its towing capabilities and stuff is great. They have now they now have a technology for you to be able to pull what you can with the V8 with the V6. Like we're thinking about these things. All of this is done without government interference. All of this has been done before Biden thinking about hey I think but Biden saying hey I think we're in an emergency here when it comes to climate. All of this stuff happens prior to you saying something and getting up there and being bab and being a babbling fool like this stuff just happens and and for us to sit here and ignore it and think that the government is the correct fix for all this man like i'm like what world are you living in like they're not fixing anything car manufacturers have have already started to fix issues okay now granted um you know the the, the overall uh savings on the on the environment is not a whole lot i, th I think what uh it's it's less than what is it like it's i know it's less than 30 percent as far as savings on the environment I, I think it's less than that when it comes especially when it comes to those teslas and those batteries and and how you change them out how often you gotta change them out what do they do when you get rid of them like yeah it's it is rough it is rough well, and then the CO2 pollution that, that we're getting from, from China. I mean, we are importing oil as well from the worst polluters. I, I keep on harping on this because it is so important. Why are we getting oil? Why are we begging for oil from Venezuela when yep. their extraction methods are terrible? And not all oil is created equal, right? Nope. Some oil is, is dirtier, some oil is cleaner. And actually, California has pretty clean oil in various parts. But we get, uh, you know, Venezuela, not only are the extraction methods worse uh, and worse for the environment, because, again, there's, you know, it's not environmentally conscientious. And there's no motivation to be environmentally conscientious, is there? There's no market motivation. Zero. 
for them to do better. Right. Uh, and then the oil itself is not as clean. And then, of course, it costs money to be importing that oil and uh, to be paying for refining and, and all of that. So there are a number of things that actually the government can do. And a lot of them have to do with if we are going to be using green energy and clean energy tech, let's make sure that the people with whom we are developing this clean energy tech are adhering to the principles and the standards that we have here. It doesn't involve tariffs, by the way. It involves right. having standards. It involves exactly. saying, you know what? Uh, we used to have 99% of the market cornered on rare earths, and now the CCP has 99% of the market cornered. Let's revise those IAEA regulations to make it possible to, to refine rare earth metals here. Let's yeah. drill for oil here. And by the way, nuclear option, if this really is a climate emergency, if this really is an actual crisis, how about we start using nuclear energy? Which, by the way, the reason that people freak out about nuclear energy is once again, it's a communism. I'm sorry. The, yes. The reason. Literally. Amanda it all always that. comes back to communism sucks. This is, <laughs> Ivan always right, but communism sucks. I don't know how I figured that out, but okay. <laughs> but uh, the, I mean, the, we, it gets a bad rap, honestly, because of the, the in a, not even inefficiencies, the, the gross uh, negligence of uh, right. the Soviets um, with, with the rods, honestly. Great series, Chernobyl. Um, at any rate, you know, it is, it's fantastic. It's, yeah. it's brilliantly active. We're just doing like a bunch of product placement. Exactly. <laughs> it exactly. stars Barrett Harris, who is Richard <laughs> Harris's son, who's amazing. Um, he's, he's lovely, but at any rate, uh, yeah, nuclear, we have the tech, we need to update our nuclear regulations. In fact, because they're actually written for an earlier time when, things weren't as safe and things weren't as efficient. Right. So they mandate certain materials that are now obsolete and we now have better stuff. So we need to revisit, we need to dust off those books mm -hmm. and say, how do we revise these policies for the 21st century so that we can not only be competitive, we can be green and competitive like we should be. I think Maurice, you and I both agree that the environment's kind of important because we've got to, yes. you know, yeah. You got to live we, here. Yeah, if there's a problem, we, we got to solve it. Right. What is the you know, ivermectin of climate change? I wonder. Oh, I was I was literally going to pull off the ice ice baby. Oh my gosh! <laughs> if there's a problem, we gotta solve it. Check out the beat while my DJ revolves it. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Sorry, I know. No, I, I know. No, really no, it's like great. That. Took me back. <laughs> so, um, uh. Let's. I know we 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 kind of discussed some some ways to to help this environment and, and the way that the free market is going. And um, we we have an article in here that talks about European um, workers that are rebelling against all these policies. And yeah. this has been going on for a long time. Because didn't they yeah. they had something? Oh my gosh! And I, I I know I'm going to mess it up, but they were like like they had like yellow coats or something like that, like out there in France. Well, there, so there's there's a whole bunch that's going on. Um, yeah. There's there's the Dutch first of all. The Dutch, I mean, they're the Dutch are great. It always comes <laughs> back to the, the Dutch always eventually get it right. And I, I hope right. I didn't. I hope I'm not like ignoring some horrible mass atrocity. If I if I am, I. <laughs> But, they always but, seem to correct themselves. Yeah, like capitalism sort of started with with the Dutch, right? And they, they, they anyway, they'll yeah, awesome. Um, kind of went off the rails a little bit, but come back. At any rate, <laughs> the Dutch government uh, has tried to institute environmentally sound governance types of restrictions and regulations that would require farmers to produce less, essentially. So it would not only diminish food supplies, uh, it would make it would put them out of business. Now, the, the farms that could stay in business are the big corporate farms, but the small farmers are out of luck. And so there actually are now, there are a bunch of protests, um, uh, you know, that, that the Dutch are staging. And uh, yes, you are right that the, I'm seeing a, a, a photo with farmers gathering with their vehicles next to the Germany-Netherlands border. Mm -hmm. um, 
So this is spreading. This is spreading across Europe. I would like for it to be a free market revolution, although though these <laughs> things can turn into, uh, you know, populist uprisings yeah. as well, which right. is not always the best thing. Um, but it's it's very interesting to see. Oh, we got we got an answer. So thorium energy is yeah. ivermectin for the environment. All right, uh, I am willing to consider that. Yeah, but see, it has to. It also has to be something that that the government would try to take out of to you know take out of circulation and then plant. Right. I mean that that could absolutely be the case. That's interesting. Well, we'll have to wait and see. Exactly, we'll wait and see. So. Um, Good luck to 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 the Deutsch, okay, out there. I I hope y'all's revolutions um, do turn into free market revolutions. And <clears throat> same thing. I mean, it, it it just shows that the government doesn't does does not always have. I won't say the government rarely has your best interest in mind. Trying to not use never. Um, because I feel like in some cases they may try to have your best interest in mind. Um, like when they decided to ratify the amendments and get the 13th amendment ratified and so forth and, and everything. Although I still got issues with 13th amendment as well too, but nonetheless, <laughs> um, I, 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 so the government rarely has, has your, has your um, best interest in mind. So you got to watch out for number one. And I'm a firm believer in that um, you take care of you, you, you and yours. Um, so for me, it's, my wife, my future children, um, and so forth. So it is all good. But last on the docket for today. We have um, so much. Yeah. Yeah, I know. We like, took man. a break. We did, like, yeah. Exactly. Last one was my fault. <laughs> no, yeah. it is all good. It it, it, was, it was my fault because I was out of town coaching, learning some uh learning some new stuff. So <clears throat> um so the uh the house uh actually just uh I'll say recently, like a week ago. Um, voted on a same-sex marriage bill to try to stick it to the Roe v. Wade people um, over on the right, I guess you would call them, conservatives and so forth, on the like, right. The two conservatives who still care? Right, maybe? like, I mean, okay. if we're going to be real, now, I, with without diving into all of that stuff, I just don't think the government should be involved in marriage to begin with. But... If you're going to be in, if you, if you're going to be involved in it, don't discriminate. Like you know, it is what it is. And um, I mean, I'm I'm not saying one one way or the other, but just don't discriminate. Nobody really cares. You're not you're not going to stick it to them. That's almost like it was uh when when all this Roe v. Wade stuff was coming out, and and they were like, well, we are now going to hold men accountable for their actions when it comes to having sex, and we're like. Good. Yes. Good. Please, <laughs> That's what you should have been doing that already. By the way, I don't know why you were waiting exactly. for a policy you didn't like. Right. There was one thing that I saw out there. I know this is this is again um a, a kind of sim. It's 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 this is more of the same sex marriage, but but there was one tweet that was out there that says, "My girlfriends and I are creating a pact that we are not going to sleep with men." who were below our standards and who would not produce good fathers in this world and would not, and you would not want to raise a child with. I'm like, that sounds like a good idea. Sounds like, fantastic. Kudos to you. Great. Yeah. Phenomenal. Wonderful. I've got no issue with that. Like same thing here. Like, Hey, you know, if, if you're going to recognize marriage, then, Hey, you know, and then you're going to, you're going to make it a federal law that hey you know because some some states don't recognize it than others and and i don't think that there's and I, at least i'm not sure if there are or not and if, if there are i don't travel to those states but certain states don't recognize it, and so they're like hey we're going to create a law to pass it to where it's going to on a federal level it's going to be recognized i'm like okay cool like do you have fun what what i think is fantastic is this is actually yes uh congress should be passing laws about exactly. things that they care about so exactly they're trying to own the cons by following the constitution and passing legislation rather than kicking it to the courts right that's good i think we all want that 
Yeah. Uh, and and on, uh, what's funny is that the cons don't care. They mostly support the legislation and Republicans aren't even trying to whip votes on it. Uh, right. Senate majority leaders just said, vote your conscience, which is great. I mean, you know, and then we know what people's consciences are. And for me, who believes that, yes, marriage, you, the government should should not be telling people who they can and can't marry. Now I know. And I, I know even more who's right. going to adhere to that and who is not. It's fantastic. Exactly. Um, Ben Sass, if you vote against this thing, <laughs> we're good right now, Ben. Okay, don't mess this up. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, but but yeah, no, I think it's I think it's fantastic. Please, please own the cons more if, if this is what owning the cons looks like, where you just you do your actual job and you uphold right. the constitution. I love this. I'm here for it. Yes, please. Exactly. So, I mean, it is what it is. Again, personal views and everything aside, it doesn't really matter. I, I my, my wife and I had a conversation the other day about about people, people getting married. And I was just like, if the government wasn't involved in marriage, do you think a lot of people would get married? Like, like, I just I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know. I mean, because because now I can because now I can make decisions as your um, significant uh, as your significant other when you're in the hospital because we've been together for 20 years you know and so and and it's understood that you are mine and i'm yours like like that's that's just understood whether it's written down somewhere whatever the case may be you know it's binding between us and so like i just i just that was just a thought of a thought um interesting a a, a thought that 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 i i I just kind of walked through and was like okay like here i mean because i get why you know if if you are of the same sex and you you want to get married because if that's the case, like if if you're not if you're not recognized in a state as being married, you cannot make any decisions for them if they're if they're you know if they're in the hospital, like well, they don't talk to you. You can get it. What it used to be is you could get a civil union or a domestic right. partnership, and then and then you did get some of those benefits. Right. Um, but now they, I mean, now they just recognize it as as marriage. Exactly. So, um, it is. Oh yeah. See exactly. Um, non-government licensed marriages have been traditional norm for thousands of years until after the Civil War. See, like, I mean, it's it it is it is it's a very good thought experiment. Just kind of walk through, like, would people really be married, um, and why would people get married, um, because of that? So it's just it's interesting. It's 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 crazy how as soon as the government starts to put their foot in the stuff, stuff gets very muddied and clustered. And huh, you know, as, as I like to say in my life, and I say in my lifetime. The government has only produced one good thing, and that is Thomas Sowell. So, hey, we're good for that. So, but (laughs) that about wraps it up for us today. Guys, thank you so much for listening. Those of you who are watching live, we greatly, greatly appreciate you. We appreciate your comments. Um, JC and Magoo, you guys are in there. Um, We definitely appreciate appreciate your support. Thanks for watching. Um, Again, we go live whenever we feel like going live usually <laughs> usually we go live sundays at six it's the yes. summer gang it's the summer right. and we've we've had stuff but right. yeah That's usually it. it's it's six uh you can subscribe and get a little notification when we're going exactly. to so you want to do that absolutely yeah. so yeah go ahead subscribe to our youtube channel um go to our videos leave us a comment like and share um, share this with any and everybody share this with somebody who who thinks guns are bad share this with somebody who thinks guns are good and then share it with somebody who is economically illiterate maybe somebody from Colleen, texas who had mr dob as an economics uh teacher in high school as well too um leave us a five-star rating and review on apple Podcasts. follow us on spotify Go ahead, like you know the video. subscribe wherever yes thank you thumbs up the video give us those can- thumbs up if you watch us live, you can hang out with us in the chat and you can talk to us in the chat. And you exactly. can talk to other people in the chat like JC Magoo are doing right now. Look at these cool people talking right. in the chat. They're G's, you know, yeah. they're G's. G's, G's and Jets. I mean, I don't know if they're male or female or how they identify, but, you know, it is what it is. <laughs> um, um, do all of that. Follow us on social media. Um, follow me at Call Me Maurice on, on Instagram. And then follow us at Civil Discord Podcast on 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 Instagram as well to follow Amanda at Ajax the Griff and at Civil Discord Pod on Twitter. Both of those are, are 
our Twitter handles. Um, again, anything crazy that comes out is for me. Uh, I just finished building something that I'm going to post on Instagram. It's been pretty cool or whatnot. We're getting my little girls nursery together. I'm posting a lot of stuff too. And I'm slowly going to start posting back some craziness as well too politically because um, because I can. So it uh, <laughs> it is great. Do all of that. Please follow us on all social medias. Give us a thumbs up. Leave us a five-star rating review. Do all of that. And I promise you we will be back again with another episode of Civil Discord, your weekly dose of radical curiosity. Until next time, y'all be easy. And stay fierce.